What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. The Zoom edition. <laughs> I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm, of course, I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Still cold, still a jackass in LA. Well, look at us. We didn't know what we were wearing today. I was inspired by our last Zoom interview, the beanie, the braid, and I didn't want to do my hair. So I just <laughs> put this on. And yeah. This is like and, our, you know, our gym edition. This is our yeah. gym edition. There you go, Puma. You can, you can like sponsor us. That, that's uh, from uh, Fighter, F-T-W-R. It's Fighter Warrior. Yes. Saturday Saturdays are for boxing. boxing. They I was going to wear that. I was going to wear that, but I was like, let me change it up and give me some, let me give me some color in my life. The, the crazy part about this hoodie, this is an old one. This one is um, from America's Next Top Model. This is an old, 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 old one. When they were briefly on VH1, they sent me a, a beanie when I was tweeting about it. I wasn't even doing press then, but that's a whole other story for another that, That's a whole other life. Yes. All right. Well, Giandra, there was a lot of things that happened this past weekend. Friday and Saturday, we had some really good fights. Ah, I, I forgot to tell you. So let's go to the Friday fights. That's yes. the fight that uh, Oscar Valdez was supposed to fight on. And so people thought, oh, maybe Navarrete was going to be, he was going to be paired up with the, this kid from Australia. Didn't, no one gave him a shot. That was one of, that was an incredible fight. I don't know what Navarrete's thing is. People were saying he didn't, obviously he didn't work with a nutritionist because he came in a little pudgy. There mm -hmm. were allegations of the, the scale being changed on the weigh-ins because the Australian kid has never weighed 126 in his life. It's a 130 oh, wow. pound fight. Yeah. So when he, he said, I weighed in like two hours ago, I was 130. Come to <laughs> fight night. I mean, come to the weigh-in, it was 126. So, and you know how Twitter people are, you, you know, those people, those boxing investigators, they had those videos showing this, the, the, allegedly the Arizona commissioner, was moving the way, all this crazy stuff. And Navarrete somehow weighed at 130 on the dot. I don't know, I, you know, the, was the fight <laughs> cursed? I mean, there were a lot of shenanigans, <laughs> you know, around this fight. So starting with the scale, I even, I missed that one. I, did, I remember seeing the tweets that his opponent was 126 pounds. Shout out to all the Australian disruptors yeah. out there. You know, Australia is really disrupting a lot of stuff out there. But <laughs> so 126, way under underweight, allegedly. Yeah. And then they and get the face, I don't know if you saw, I, when if you go back and watch it, when he, I forgot his name, uh, Liam. I, I forgot the, I'm sorry. But the opponent's name, when he looked down at it, he's like, like you were so shocked. You're like, what, what just happened? He probably was thinking, damn, I could have stood here with a hamburger. Right. He's like, was my poop that big? To <laughs> but seriously, and then when Navarrete got in, he's just like, like yeah, 130. He's probably thinking, oh, shit, I made weight. <laughs> okay, know. so was he like 134? I don't know. We'll never know. These are allegations. So I'm not saying, Giandra and I are not saying this mm -hmm. is exactly what happened, but this is what people are saying. So we're just repeating what just allegedly repeating. happened. Yeah. That's so, right. but it, they did give us a memorable fight. He did drop Navarrete in the, oh, and that's another thing. He dropped him in the shenanigans. <laughs> 27 seconds he got to recover. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I saw people talking, like people just talking mess because I was kind of in and out of watching the fight because I had a, um, some other stuff going on. But then I watched the videos and people are putting little timers on the clock in the bottom. And yep. I'm like, I mean, you know, they're not wrong. They're not they didn't, wrong. It wasn't slow motion. I mean, it's a, better, it's a veteran move to spit out the mouthpiece. Of course. Always, but not 27 seconds long. It, it's it, it almost reminds me of when Tyson Fury went to heaven and hell when he came back from the dead. It didn't take 27 <laughs> seconds, but they're counting one, two, are you all right? And he's like, and it, it was just, but yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm going to have to look it up, but they're going to file a complaint uh, that, uh, that that was too long. Honestly, if I was him, I would do the same. I would file a complaint. Absolutely. That, 27 seconds is ridiculous. Um, I'm not going to say that 
he won the fight because Navarrete did come back, but we've never seen Navarrete uh, drop and hit, got hit, but he came back, came back as a warrior. And I was like, damn, he might upset the apple cart. And I was thinking, we're going to Australia to watch the fight. For <laughs> sure. But, oh man, Oscar Valdez, Oscar Valdez's interview during the show was very interesting how he said, I mean, I'm not disputing. I'm just, you know, I'm just observing what I saw and, you know, took me back to the great Mike Tyson. I broke my back. My back is broken spinal. So Oscar said he slipped and fell and broke his back and stepped on a cracker. What happened? He said he like hurt his back and that's why he couldn't do the fight. Yeah. Something broke his back. I don't know if he fell off the horse, but he's like, I did not get bitten by my alligator. That was the one thing. <laughs> He's the only person that could say that. I did not get bitten by my pet alligator. How weird and random. Right? And that's, from like Louisiana. So random. So that's random. like something Regis Progray would say because he always, he, he wrestles alligators or crocodiles. But, you know, we, we see Oscar on, in his Instagram. He goes in the pool with him. He walks him. I mean, but he did That's not wild. get bitten. So it was a spinal injury. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if he fell off his horse or he, he felt. He did something, but obviously he wasn't in the fight. So now, and I think he was probably one. He's like, oh, shit. Is this kid going to win? Or like, you know, he wanted that Mexican war against Navarrete. But it's fine now. That, that 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 fight is set unless something happens with the commission gods and the boxing gods and Wolfie. Yeah. I wouldn't mind we'll them writing keep... it back. Honestly, I don't care. For sure. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one for sure. And then uh, the following day was the female card. It wasn't an all-female card. It was a female-driven card with Sundales, but mm-hmm. the women were the ones that took the spotlight. Let's start with uh, Sky Nicholson mm-hmm. from Australia. Australian disrupted, but I wouldn't even call her fight disrupted. Honestly, you know, with all due respect, it was a little bit of a snoozer. I was expecting a little bit more action and dominance, but I just, her opponent choice was weak. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what was going on with that fight. I was a little upset. I wasn't upset at Sky. I mean, I was like jabs. That's all I cared for because I think she's a really great fighter. She's going to be a world champion one day, but the, the fight that she fought this lady was for the WBC silver. So she would be eventually, she's mandatory for Amanda Serrano. So based off of that fight alone, I didn't think that it showed any of what um, what Sky is capable of besides holding this girl off because this girl would just run into anything, the the opponent would run into any of Sky's um, punches that she threw and just, she had no balance. It was just, I, I mean, I went off. I, I I went off on the WBC. I was like, how is this girl the opponent for a a, a silver title? Like, mm-hmm. there had to be someone else. But um, no knock on Sky. You know, it was just, sadly, it was the opponent choice. But uh, she's, um, you know, a lot of people gave her some shit that she didn't, she didn't jab enough or she clinched enough. But I get it. The opponent was not very good. Very awkward, you know, just it you you can only fight with what with what's in front of you. Yeah. And in that moment, um, she worked with what she had and yeah. she got her vic she pulled out her victory. And sometimes the fights are not going to be sexy and beautiful. You know, it makes me think of the time when Keith Thurman fought Leonard Lin, Leonard Bundu mm-hmm. uh, when he fought in that fight, and that's when um Keith Thurman was still a killer and he was knocking people out. And then he got into that Bundu fight. And it was so weird. It was so awkward. And, you know, styles yeah. make fights and those styles just didn't go together. Did not make fight. Uh, and then you have Ramla Ali. She had, uh, you know, she, I think she got the IBF regional. It was a regional belt, but sad to, sad to hear that she fought with pneumonia and a collapsed lung. So, wow. we, you know, I was looking at her and I, you know, I, I love the way Rama fights, especially with Manny uh, Diaz. Is it Manny Diaz? Manny Robles. I'm, I'm going to have to edit that. Especially with Manny Robles in her corner, you could see how much uh, she's changed in her fighting style since they've teamed up together. But um, I just, it w- I felt something was a little off, but I, you know, we don't know. We just, we never know what's going on with the fighter. And then today she came out and said that she had to finally get on the correct meds. Oops, 
did my thing. Oh, she finally got on the correct medicines of um, what she was dealing with. So my God, I hope you are in uh, better health, Ramos. So take care of yourself because we want to see you back in the gym. For sure. I just had yeah. a little head cold last week and it nearly folded me up like an Adirondack chair because <laughs> it was literally a non-COVID head cold and I was hurting. I was down bad. And this woman is fighting with a collapsed lung. You need your lungs to breathe, especially yeah. when you're fighting. And pneumonia, kudos to her. I echo what you say about her work with Manny Robles. You can see the progression. Uh, she looked great. I mean, just technically was looked very sound and mm -hmm. kudos to her. Yeah, she sits in her punches. She gets all that power from her legs. You know, remind me when she said that, it, it's kind of weird. Theofimo had the same, almost the same issue, a collapsed lung mm. in the garden, in the Hulu theater. So Maybe it's New York. I don't know. Right. Fight somewhere warm, y'all. Come back this way. We would LA. like that very much. <laughs> Come back to Vegas. Vegas, um, LA, yeah. any of those. We'd love yeah. it. Yeah. Not Texas. That's keep going no. west. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> All right. And then we had one of the biggest um, co-main events because there were two undisputed fights, Alicia Baumgartner versus El uh, McKellid. There you go, McKellid. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, a lot of people said, I think... Uh, since Choi, okay, that's a whole other story. Choi was on a, a, a reality show called Physical that Michaela Mayer out, outed her. So we're going to get back to that. But mm -hmm. McKellid was um, up for, she's the, the champion, the next one in line, basically. So that's how Alicia became the undisputed. But she really got tested in this one. She was, she was gassed. I think maybe because she outpunched herself in several rounds. Uh, but she did damage to McKellen and this girl kept coming back. She is a warrior. Holy mm -hmm. bananas. What do you think of that by day? Alicia was putting the paws on her. I mean, she was hurting that girl bad, but in a testament to the opponent across the ring, again, style makes fight. Some people are just tough and have to be saved from their own toughness and their own bravery. Um, Alicia showed an, an, another level to her game that she can switch in. She's ready to sit in this championship role, but her opponent was not to be toiled with. And I respect it. You know, this is a, a fight for undisputed. She didn't come to lay down. And I think that just gave us an, another opportunity to see the champ, what she's like under adversity. And she didn't fold, you know, you know, folks who uh, are clamoring for a rematch <laughs> happily to say Michaela, you know, said that she gasses out, you know, in the fight. But I mean... That was a, a, a tough war. I don't yeah. know, you know, when you're of that level of fitness like Alicia is, I mean, she lives it and breathes it in the same way of a of a Manny, a Floyd, a Bernard Hopkins, these people who really live the life and stay in shape. Cynthia, you are far more in the gym than I will ever be. So what can you say about just cardio in general, in general, when you see someone of that level of fitness getting a little tired in, in the course of a fight. It, it, it is exhausting. I mean, I am nowhere near what Alicia looks like by far, but I wish. Uh, but it's just the, when you're actually, when you're punching, imagine if you're just punching 30 seconds straight and you're being hit. So it, it, it exerts so much energy and you're on your feet. You're trying to think. So there's so much going on that, you don't even realize that you're you, you and you have to breathe you're like trying to breathe not get hit it is very very difficult and those are th oh no two minute rounds oh I, I slipped up there two minute rounds your legs go out they feel like jello and that's for people that are not in shape so imagine that they're doing this 10 rounds and yeah so when people said oh my god she gave away a round and don't, you know, Tony Harrison got, you know, he's like, you can't give away a round because you got to show that you are busy, but sometimes you got to take a round off. You're just like, I, I, I can't move. Like I need to breathe. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it is, it is really, really tough. That's why conditioning is very, very, very important. When they say get your miles in, they literally mean get your, get your ass out there and run your miles, skip rope, learn how to breathe, like really when they say meditate because it helps you breathe i mean there's there it's not just go box and punch things there's it's a whole science behind it so uh kudos to them both uh McKellid, 
I want to see her back in the ring. I mean, she is a problem in the division. I think with Michaela Mayer watching her and anyone else, they'd be like, oh, even Hamadou uh, tweeted out at, um, at Alicia saying, I want to be next. And mm. Hamadou, we saw how she gave the fight to Alicia. That was a really, really tough fight, but Alicia pulled it out excuse me, uh, against Michaela, but Michaela pulled it off in the end. So it's a, that's a really fun, tough division. But now Alicia doesn't really, I'm, I'm a little confused. Does she want the rematch? Does, or does she want Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, Chantel Cameron? Chantel Cameron, mm. she would have to move up two divisions. Hmm. But you that's know, chasing I, greatness. That's chasing greatness. And I think that she and Michaela have so much genuine animus for each other that she's just like, you got to wait till I'm ready. So I think they both want the rematch. They clearly they talk to each other all day long. They might as well just go get their nails done together. They talk oh to each other. God, they right? probably talk to each other as much as we talk to each other. <laughs> and we talk all day long, just in a different way, because we love each other. So yeah. um I don't know. They're going to fight. It's going to happen. And when it does right now, this is to me the right level of letting it marinate. You know, they just got to yeah. get that belt off. of. No, the belt's off of Choi now, right? Also, yeah, but she can fight Choi because she's a champion in recess. In recess. But, um, you know, I'm going to look weird. up the physical because Michaela Mayer was like, I'm watching on Netflix. And all of a sudden I'm watching this reality show and I see uh Choi I thought she's too injured I'm like physical is like boot camp for you know shit that you can't you, you're out in the wilderness and you're doing like military grade stuff so I love that Michaela found that I love that she found that WBO you got you got some explaining to do Choi you got some explaining to do big time and shout out to Michaela for for finding that because I'm just you at home you chilling Got your little right. snack. Hey, you want to watch? Hey, baby, you want to watch some Netflix? Okay, cool. Let's. What's this show? Boop. You're an athlete, so of course you're gonna watch anything athletic. And boom. Oh hell no! I'm trying to fight this bride, and she's out here climbing up mountains and shit because she's too injured to fight. Shout out how to did, me for tipping it. How did Eddie Hearn not know this as a promoter? Unless it's oh, there's my baby. Unless there was a ton of money on the line i don't i don't know but Chai, i mean choi is she's gonna do choi things <laughs> i mean i didn't think it could get any better but it's like seriously a soap opera just it is it's kind of like where's waldo where's choi <laughs> women got it well, the women got it going on across the board best storylines terrific matchups bloody wars i mean yeah. like we got, we got it all i'm still standing by my five-year thing now we're in 2033 so four years it might not even yeah. take four years women is taking all this shit over taking it over yeah you saw and then we saw amanda serrano erica cruz oh, oh my god wow just, wow what a war i the girl she didn't a she didn't have a cut man obviously clearly and, clearly thing was just like spewing out blood this, it was just and, it, and sadly it was because of a headbutt it wasn't even because of a punch it was a headbutt and but these two warriors just kept going it had uh by comp, uh based off of CompuBox numbers it was the highest number of punches between any two females wow like over a thousand punches it was wow. it was crazy <laughs> the jab wow. the power punches it was just insane uh but people I guess people didn't know Erica Cruz and I remember seeing her on the ring, uh, ring USA fights where she took the belt off of Jelena and uh, this girl, she just is like a robot. She just did not stop the, every time she got hurt blood. I mean, it was just, I felt like I was, it was just, it was nasty, bloody, but it was a really good fight. And Amanda did really, really well. Oof. Yeah. Good stuff. And now we are on to we finally get the announcement of the Katie Taylor rematch where it's going to be. They're trying to do it in Ireland. Conor McGregor says he got yeah. the money if they got to pay for extra security. I mean, I want to go to Ireland. I don't think we'll get a credential for that. And I ain't got no Ire I don't have no Ireland money, but I would go. <laughs> I would go for sure. Right? Anybody wants to sponsor us? I'm into yeah. that. Yeah. Because I remember when Eddie said, oh, yeah, Croker, Croker Park is off the table because it's just too expensive. And then all of a sudden, we'll put the tweet in there. Um, what, uh, 
Conor McGregor says, what is it? You know, is it the security? Is it this? Is it that? It's like over a hundred thousand. And he's like, I'll, I'll sponsor it. That's easy. I know that's okay. right. You better put that proper whiskey logo on it and get it cracking. Right. So I was just like, you know what? And why not? It is a fellow Irishman. It is a fellow champion and warrior in Ireland. So I, this is when they all uh, unite. But if this happens, OMG, OMFG is the what is the acronym here. That would be a great fight. And I, I want to see what Amanda will come out with. I don't know if it could be too soon for a rematch because that, that trailer right after the fight whoo, gave me the chills. Mm-hmm. But I did kind of feel bad that, you know, Erica Cruz is standing in the ring or she's like, it's like, okay, dude, you just lost. And now this whole thing, it's like, they kind of already prepared it. What if, what if, like, God forbid, what if Erica Cruz won and pulled out the fight? Were they going to put a trailer out with um, Katie Taylor or somebody or a rematch? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, and I think Katie, I saw Katie in the background watching this bloody war. She's like, but you know, sometimes Katie doesn't give any kind of reaction to anything. She's probably thinking, oh, this is a lot bloodier than my fight with her. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, kudos to them. Again, another example, best fight in the best. We love that. We love that for women's boxing. We love it for Amanda. We love it for Katie. The first fight was super memorable. And this next fight could be uh, calling all Irish people. It's all hands on deck. Conor McGregor, uh, Becky Lynch from WWE and, and Finn Balor. Like, come on, Irish people, Irish people stand up. It's all hands on deck to make this a memorable event. And if you want to kick us some money, we have a Zelle and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, we can send you all our deeds. And then our last thing that we have got to talk about is the Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, or Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. It's almost over the line, but the problem is, and Oscar De La Hoya has been very vocal about it, is that we've given we've given Tank and Showtime everything, but if Ryan wins, we deserve the rematch. We deserve DAZN and Golden Boy to put on the fight, have the promotional rights. I think maybe that's fair. If you know, I always think if it's the winner, brings his own crowd. He is a celebrity in his own right. Besides in boxing, he's an influencer. He's brought his own deals. Uh, I mean shit he's got some big deals <laughs> i mean yeah, he, yeah. he's yeah. he's a millionaire not just because of boxing it's because of what he does on the phone exactly and tank davis has a whole other crowd so i don't who do you think do you think that they can all kiss and make up and make this all happen because everyone's just being stingy all freaking around i, I think it, i agree with you that they're being stingy i mean hell why not you know, it's a rematch. You know, some of the argument that I've seen is that, oh, well, you know, the tank side needs to control the rematch because they've got the bigger resources. But if they have an epic fight in the first fight, let's just say tank loses, Ryan, they want to control all that energy is going to shift over to that side. So they can still have the same level of resources. If they put it on DAZN, they could do something different. DAZN could, I mean, there's just a lot of possibility. You know, maybe the money is coming from a different place, uh, you know, different subscribers, a worldwide audience. I mean, shit, why not? Just get the fight over the line. Let them right. fight. Like, come it's on, like, it's, come it's, on. It's, it's We're splitting so, hairs at this point. It's so political and it's just, uh, it's, and you know, Golden Boy and DAZN have a partnership. So why not? As Showtime, I don't know where it's going to be on Showtime. If it's a pay per view, if it's on Paramount Plus, I I don't I don't know because all this drama with the Showtime, so we don't know. But all I know is that people are going to pay for this fight. Mm-hmm. All they need to do, look, agree to what y'all want to make in a rematch. <laughs> make it sound so simple. <laughs> what do you want to make in a rematch? Put the money in escrow, like. You know, just say, look, if you don't get what you think you're supposed to get, sue me and yeah. make it happen. You know, they can go, you know, Oscar still got a lot of uh, skin in the game in these streets. The names of Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis has a lot of skin in these streets. They yeah. can find maybe the money is not on pay-per-view. Money's still going to come in off the gate. Gates oh, yeah. Gonna still be bomb. You know, the zone still has the ability to run commercials just because they're a streaming platform doesn't mean they can't run commercials. 
You know, there is ways to make the money. It's just not going to be made in the same way that it would with the PBC side taking the lead and it being on you know, pay-per-view. You know, you have to work with a streaming sir. But I mean, come on, don't let a great fight get derailed by this. Y'all don't do this to us. Stop doing I know. This God. So, I mean, for selfish reasons, I don't care for it to be on April 15th. So if it doesn't happen, oh, well, it's my son's <laughs> birthday. Okay. Don't hate me. It's my second, my son's <laughs> second birthday. But if it happens, it happens. Um, And then real, real fast, we're going to touch on it. Caleb Plant versus David Benavides or David Benavides versus Caleb Plant. I'm being, I'm being Switzerland here. Um, You went to the presser. I saw online, their fight is selling out. That is good. And it's this early. It's it's anticipated. These two hate each other. They're, what did you take away from that? When, when you were live there, because I saw it all on TV, <laughs> what, what was your takeaway from both, besides reading off of a phone, talking shit, but <laughs> that's the first. Um, what was your takeaway? It was on from the minute it was on site. I mean, the minute I got there, um, what's his name? Ryo. And his team was fighting with somebody. Are you even on this card? They mixing it up in the crowd. They get out there. The time the teams come by, they was fighting outside the arena before the shit even started. These two are ready to get it on site. David must have had a lot on his mind. And he was like, look, I'm gonna put it on my phone. Um, you know, it'd be like that sometime. It'd be like that sometime. Caleb kept his hands in his whole pocket, him and Brad and Coach Wade, they were just, what I loved about when 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 David was talking his shit, Caleb was just sitting there like looking down, looking at his phone, like uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb ain't worried about that. Caleb's like, I got a little baby in the house, and you know I'm used to just hearing a lot of shit probably at any given time. But I'm just glad they made it. These two want to hurt each other bad, and we love that. <laughs> we love that as boxing fans. Yeah, and we're going to be uh, back in the studio and we're going to be talking more about Caleb Plant and David Benavides. But for now, we're going to have to take a break because we're going to bring in our special guest for today. Woo! All right, we'll be right back. And we are back and we've got a great guest. Uh, when we're talking about the heat, this girl is bringing the heat literally. Miss Heather Harding, welcome Woo! to our show, Best Women's Boxing Show period thanks for having me girls it is our pleasure we are happy to be with you and you know you can't have the discussion of women's boxing without talking to heather the heat hardy pioneer trendsetter champion trailblazer boxing women's boxing continues to grow and as a trailblazer in the sport you know how are you feeling before we get into talking about your card Gosh, I'm so proud. You know, I'm so proud. And um, it, it's, it's, it's what drove me to come back, right? Like watching all these girls succeed and be in the spotlight. I don't think that I could have been more proud than Saturday night watching that lineup. You know, the both girls headlining, but they're, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an all-female show, right? It was just a boxing show. There were guys, there were champions, there were great fights and some of them just happen to be women making money, becoming, you know, undisputed champions. I was just really, really proud. You, you know, when you just said um, it was a boxing show, think about that. That show was headlined by two females, two undisputed bouts, which were the best bouts on the card. Yeah. I mean, the, the men, no, no, I'm not knocking you guys, but the women really brought it. We're talking blood. There was a lot of blood that night. Sure. And I mean, it just speaks volumes. It's not really like, you know, that the, the women were better than the men, but the women were better than the men. And that's why the women headlined, right? Because so often we saw female fights that were better than the male fights without getting the recognition buried on undercards before, you know, pre-TV and pre-stream, like just gone unnoticed. So it's, it's really nice to, to finally see the girls come up top. For sure. Well-deserving. And as with you, as you mentioned, you said this motivated you to come back and now you're headlining. This is uh, your second card headlining for Boxing Insider at, at yes. Sony Hall. Yes. With with the comeback with this, what is your role? You're fighting on the car, obviously, but you are a face, you are a name and you put asses in seats. 
anytime yes. you are in the ring. So what is your role or responsibility for the card in addition to fighting on it? Um, well, clearly, like uh, part of my purse requirement is selling tickets. It goes with any kind of local show. Um, it's It's been the story of my you know, career that the reason why I get so many opportunities is because I'm a hustler and I, I sell tickets. So um, it is you know, my responsibility to make sure I put people in the seats. But outside of that, uh, I'm looking to go in there and put on a show. Larry had contacted me to say that he would be using the show to kind of um, put a spotlight on my my trainer, Hector, and uh, my papa, and because he had passed away. And I just thought, like, I have to fight on it. Like, I have to do it for him. So it, uh, when that happened, oh, my God, I'm going to cry because a lot of people don't know this. When I trained over at Gleason's, I used to live in New York. Hector, your papa, your mentor, your late trainer, he was the one that got me in sparring because I trained with Martin, your, now, your new trainer. I mean, yes. he's been around forever. And I remember Hector's like, have you ever sparred? I was like, what? No, I just hit pads. I'm not here to get hit. And he put me in there like, didn't know what the fuck was I doing. It was so, it was so <laughs> looked so hard but he sat there and he like talked me through it and he just like kept telling me to go 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 because he'd always see me in the gym anyways training he's like well let's just throw you to the wolves and he got me to spar a couple times and he was just like it, it was just you know the little things and then I and I ended up moving away from New York but those were like just the little things I remember in the gym that he always gave me encouragement I wasn't even there to fight I was just there to get in shape and just you know be a badass but that was it but I, you know, when all this happened, it made me sad. And uh, the article that New York Fights wrote about you, um, oh, what he said to you in the hospital. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It was almost sorry. like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was almost like the last year of his life. Like now that I look back on it, not just the last month in the hospital, but the last year, he was really preparing me to be okay without him not just in boxing, but in life. The people he was steering me towards and steering me away from, people he had me remove from my life and people he made me add to my life. I mean, he just did so much for me and I, I can only look at it now in hindsight. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you call this stage in your career? Because you literally have nothing to prove to anyone. You have trailblazed, you have sat up top, you have champion, you've been bloody. So what do, what do you, do you have a, a title this for one, what you call this? This is the last chapter. Um, you know, I, I really thought about hanging up the gloves and being done with it. And it was Henry De Leon who brought me back in the gym prior to my last fight, about a year. It was about a year ago in February, actually, and had me training and always oh, just come for a run or try to fall in love. And he made me fall in love with it again. And, and that's what had me ask Hector to take over my boxing career last year. And I just felt like, you know, you could write a book about my life, right? I and hope they I do. I didn't like the last chapter. I didn't like the last chapter. I lost. Like, and, and so this, this is my last chapter. I would like to end on a high note. And, um, you know, I know it's premature because I have this fight coming up. But I took my last fight on Larry's show. And I said, this is going to tell me if I still want to do this, right? And um Again, I'm, I'm fighting on this show because it's for Papa and in honor of Roca. But, I, you know, 126, 130, 135, I want to go one more world title shot after this. Mm -hmm. Anything is possible. Just yeah. uh, anything is possible because you have a different drive. You have a different intention of why you're back in the ring. It's not just to fight. It's, you know, you're fighting for certain things in your life. Um, what do you what do you want to prove is there i mean when you leave it when when it's all said and done when you hang up those gloves what is the one thing that you're looking to prove now well it's not really that i have to prove it's like you said like i've i've done everything right no one no one is going to question my heart uh my drive my balls any of that because i've 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 done it you know i've fought the best i've fought in two sports i've you know, through the bloody nose and the broken nose and the hole in my face, like, like everyone knows what I'm made of. So this isn't so much to prove, but it's, it's what I want. Like, I still want to do this. I still have a drive to do this. I still wake up every day and I go to the gym and I do four miles of diet and 
You can only do that if you really love it. And I still have fight in me. So, you know, the few things Roca had said, um, I don't know which one you're referring to, but two days before he died, I was watching golf with him on his bed in the hospital. And he said, everybody thinks you passed your prime, but I promise you, you didn't hit it yet. You didn't hit it yet. 2023, this is your year. And I just, I feel like every morning he wakes me up with that, that drive to run to the gym. Even 40 years old, I still feel like I can do this. You don't look 40, girl. You look good. No, you look amazing. I don't act it either. I promise you. <laughs> no, you are a badass. And, you know, I think I, I've watched so many of your wonderful performances over the year. And I look at how women's boxing is in the place where, you know, you have the Jake Pauls and it's no diss. I'm glad he's putting women on and putting women in a place where they can make money. But he is like the shiny new thing. And you and Lou DeBella have been doing this for a while. Y'all yeah. been doing it for a while. Do you feel like the respect, other fighters respect you for sure? Women fighters and male fighters alike respect Heather Hardy. But do you think the industry respects the trail that you blaze that has made room for somebody like a Jake Paul or even Eddie Hearn to that regard? Because they're taking well, a lot of credit for women's boxing. You know, I don't, I don't feel no shade about that. My mama taught me don't never knock nobody's hustle. And they out there making money, making noise, making opportunities. And I can benefit off of what they're doing. They don't have to respect me very much in the same way that when we speak about me being a trailblazer, it's almost neglecting the, you know, Alicia Ashley's and Belinda Lara Quinty's and Melissa Hernandez's who blazed that trail for me to be able to step up. So women, since you know, the 90s, it was the 90s, 1990s, before women were allowed to box in the Golden Gloves, before we could fight in the Nationals. So it was those girls, we're standing on all of our shoulders. And I'm not even the one who started, right? Like I'm in the middle of doing well, the first girl to box at the Barclays, the first girl to get a long-term contract. But there were so many before me that got so much less and even less recognition than I was able to do. I feel so lucky and grateful and blessed that at my big age, one, I can still do this and I can maybe make some money, maybe get that six-figure paycheck that I fought my ass off for, right? Like I win this fight in two weeks, I have something to bring to the table. And it's exactly what you just said. Like, you know what? Come on. I might not be in the rankings way up there because I've been out of the game for so long, but my resume tells me I deserve a world title shot. 126, 130, 135. Whoever will give it to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're a former world champion and those weight classes are on fire right now. Yeah, especially... You know, the women go up and down and wait. Look at, obviously, Amanda Serrano, seven divisions. Uh, people are going up, Terry Harper and uh, 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 Tasha, I'm Natasha Jonas. I don't think I do that 154 shit, though. <laughs> that might be a little big for you. Have that. I love <laughs> no, I, I think 135 is like a cap out for me. I hit 154, I'm fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that I, 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 yeah, that's way outside of your weight range. But the beauty, the beauty of it is, you don't have to. Like Cynthia just said, those three divisions are hot, and there's a lot of intermingling in there. Um, you know, wh who, who, who you like? Who do you think is reigning supreme? I, you know, Katie Taylor is the top of things, but you know, who is Heather watching and going? I, I I, I'm not, I never made a habit to watch anybody. It's like my mom said, like, you know, you don't knock nobody's hustle. Don't keep your nose in nobody else's business. Worry about yourself. And I got a kid in college. I'm paying in college tuition and shit. Like I'm just trying to make ends meet myself. So when I look at these, these girls, these undisputed champions at 126, Amanda, 130, Alicia, 135, Katie, these are girls who fought the best, right? Like all three of them girls will fight anybody. So I know it's really just a matter of politics. If Eddie <laughs> will give me a shot and let me try to make some money off of it. You know what I mean? So I'm not looking at anyone because it's all just opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. Opportunity I never had. Like I fought Amanda. I made $80,000 is my biggest paycheck to fight, you know, and I just was outside that window where the girls was making money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I just I, feel like yeah. I, I deserve a shot. I deserve a check. I, I deserve one. <laughs>
I just on the app, just on the asses and seats alone. Yeah. Yeah. Because a yeah. lot of fighters don't believe that, oh, if my promoter is my promoter, they're the ones going to be selling. But the fighters don't understand you have to bring your own crowd. You got to bring, you got to put those asses in seats. And you are, I, every time people say, who's a fighter that sells? It's always, your name <laughs> is always at the top. Always yeah. at the top. Yeah, my city, I got my city behind me. Brooklyn, New York, we're, they all stand up for me every time. Every time. So... Take us inside, since this is your, your second fight on uh, fighting at Sony Hall, take us behind the scenes of what that vibe is like for the cart. The first one sold out, did very, very well. Now this one's on the road to selling out again. Fantastic crowd, fantastic vibe. Take us behind the scenes of what those fight nights are like. It's really dope because it's been so long since I'm fighting in small club shows. You know, I did Roseland, I did BB Kings. Um, so... So that that small, intimate, like there's uh, my locker room. <laughs> I had gotten so spoiled at Mohegan Sun, Barclays, you know, MSG and the and with the spotlights and stuff in the locker room. We had a bathtub. It was like the whole bathroom <laughs> in the back. And I was like, you know, Papa and Henry like put all the pillows in the tub so I could chill out and relax. But it's real, it's real small and intimate. And you walk through that little crowd, you know, and it's like, I tell everybody who's buying tickets from me, like, you're going to feel my sweat after I punch. Like, that's how close you're going to be to the ring. And it's nice for my fans to get a kind of comeback, to be able to be right on top of me, on top of the ring, to be able to see and not like in the nosebleed seats at, you know, the garden catching, catching me fight. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to be back in New York City. With, uh, with your trainer change now, um, Martine is a great is a great trainer in his own right. I love How him. are you able to put both of what Hector and what Martine has uh, are teaching you? Are you able to to fuck? I forgot the word. <laughs> Adapt. There you go. Adapt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, Martine and Hector work next side by side, and their offices are next to each other at the gym. And when Hector passed. I took over his office. So now it's like we're all together. And I'm um, actually, it was the day before he died. He called Martine to the hospital and he had surgery scheduled for the day he passed away. And the day before he died, he was really nervous about the surgery. And he called Martine to the hospital and he said, Heather's going to fight in February and I need you to take care of her. And Martine was like, Papa, what are you talking about? Like, you're going for surgery tomorrow. You'll be fine. And he said, no, like, just, you know, I need to know that Henry knows how to take care of her as a pro fighter. So I need you to mentor Henry and I need you to look over Heather. And Martine took that to heart because every day he is on my ass. He, he is, you can't not, he's an Olympian, you know, you can't yeah. not respect everything he says, but, but the, the transition has been like this. Like I just kind of came over there and Martine comes with a stable of, of male fighters who have all been giving me work. His son, uh, yeah. Ariel Lopez, like these are guys with, you know, almost 20 pro fights each that are going in there banging with me. So it's, it's easier to fight the girls. It's a totally different look, totally different camp. But like I said today to the boys, I hug them goodbye. We always hug goodbye. I said, I'm so happy with this team. I love my team right now. Sparring with some girl from another gym and I got eight guys standing on the ring screaming, and I got right <laughs> And it just, it, it feels like home, like family. Oh, that's beautiful. With the addition of, of Henry to your team, I know Henry from my time at Boxing Insider, you know, he and he's uh, youthful and a different energy. When you have a, a younger person joining a team, what to, what is the energy and the insight that- Henry, Henry is 30 years old, but he is the oldest man I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> he is such an old head for real life. You know, I want to say like two weeks ago was Roka's um, service. So like I was drinking wine, like just, you know, like kind of get through the night. And Martine is telling me, it's okay, baby. We got a month. You're fine. And Henry's yeah. like, yeah, I can't believe you're doing that. How could you throw all your traveling? Oh, so annoying. But we share an office together. So he's like the really, really annoying little brother, you know? Yeah. He does not bring a youthful energy at all. That's so funny. You know, I want to, I want to uh, talk about the Amanda fight. And uh, I don't know if you were there physically there, but I know you watched it, obviously. 
Sure. But when you're watching Amanda and Cruz, which was, a lot of people didn't know who Erica Cruz was, but apparently now they do. I mean, she's a come forward Mexican style fighter. Um, did you did you go into that fight thinking this is a 50-50 fight since you've been in the ring with Amanda before? No, did you- I didn't think it was a 50-50 fight. I just, I think being in the ring with Amanda and having sparred her for so long, like like in the beginning of my boxing career, uh, Jordan would let me come to Gym X and spar with them. And um, just knowing what she's made of, you know, like like I don't, I don't, didn't think for a second that anyone at 126 was going to come out on top with her mm. now uh the the rematch is set we're gonna have to ask you about some predictions event, obviously but the rematch is finally set with katie taylor and amanda serrano uh, apparently it's in ireland we're not exactly sure uh when you saw the first fight who did you think who won and then who do you think has it in the bag for the rematch i think that um i'm gonna be the politician here because uh I'm a, as a fighter, you can't watch it on TV and think you know who won. You know what I'm saying? You can't, as a, as a person who's been in the ring before and fought and listened to judges and listened to, you know, fan, um, commentary, people's, people's opinion on what they see is not what you feel. So I would never say, I thought this person won or I thought this person should have won. I thought it was an epic fight. And it was one of those ones where you saw what you wanted to see, right? You would be watching the girl that you wanted to win and Mm. take all of the positive and negative, but only from that viewpoint. So of course, at a close fight, Amanda's fans thought she won. Katie's fans thought she won. Then to the day, women's boxing won because we've seen a lot more main events come from females. First seven figure paycheck for girls you know it opened a lot of doors mm-hmm. and showed little girls that there's not a glass ceiling there anymore like they shattered that they showed little mm-hmm. girls that you can do this mm-hmm. and and by the same token you have the um the first well we'll, we'll call it the first alicia <laughs> uh michaela fight you know alicia won the fight they keep talking back and forth in twitter i'm into it i love the trash talk it's not a tea party it would, what do you think if you, did you watch, did you watch that fight? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. So with, with that fight, what do you think Michaela could have done differently? What do you think Alicia could have done differently? Not choosing a, you know, win or loss. Alicia was victorious, but with just analysis of how that matchup looked. You know, I, I'm not one to say who could have, should have, would have. Again, I'm going to be real political because I hate when people do that shit to me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, from the outside, you feel like, you should have did this, but you ain't getting hit. You know, I wasn't getting hit by either one of them girls. So for me to say that one of them should have done something to win, like you don't know what's going on. And the other piece, the real like that we don't really talk about is 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 not every day is Christmas. Not every day you're a hundred percent. You want to be, but you're not. So you really don't know the shit that's going on inside someone's head, inside someone's body, inside the ring. You know things like that, like. At the end of the day, it's the same story. It was a great fight and everybody wants to see it again, especially when you get a split decision like that. So, you know, they, they doing the right thing and making their bread. They're making paper. They're going to run it back and make more money. You know, that's like, who loses there? Nobody. And it's funny because when you said that, uh, I just read on, on Instagram, Ramla Ali, you know, people were saying she should have been able to take her out, but apparently she had pneumonia. She was like on some kind lung. of- yeah, a collapsed lung. And so we don't know, God forbid, if, if she got hit a certain way, she could have anything, God forbid anything happened. Yeah. And I'm glad. And even with um, Sky Nicholson, I I mean, apparently I kept thinking, why doesn't she just jab more? I mean, everyone said that, but the girl was so awkward and just, she was doing a lot of weird things that, you know, it was just a different type of fighter. But, you know, we're just the outsiders looking in. We're not the ones getting hit in the face. But, um, thank God. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think just for you to be to be in the running again, because we never know where you're going to end up, Heather. I never thought we would be interviewing you again because I've interviewed you for Ring TV several times. And now we're interviewing once again for Best Women's Boxing Show, period. Yes. Yes. And uh, you're doing it for, for a different reason. It's called Disruption. It's specifically named Disruption because of you. And this card was headlined because of you. 
So uh, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, Thanks, do you have any, any final thoughts, anything you want to say to your fans or um, to tune in February 23rd or get some tickets at Sony Hall on Ticketmaster? Yeah, we have still, uh, the show hasn't sold out yet. We still have tickets available. Uh, like I said, this is going to be like, uh, I'm going for the world titles after this one. I'm, I'm chasing greatness after this one. So uh, you want to come see me in a nice little tight, intimate touch gloves kind of setting. Come see me uh, on the 23rd. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. You. Congratulations to, you know, Boxing Insiders, very dear to me. Yes, my, yes. Uh, the home team, full disclosure. Well, anybody who follows me knows that. But mm -hmm. I'm very excited for you all. I, I wish you guys a, a magnificent car. Congratulations again thank to you. Larry. I love Larry to death and to Lou. And just thank you again for your time, champ. And I'm ready to see you chase greatness. I'm ready. It's time. It's time. We're going to do yeah. it. 40 plus. Here it goes. Yeah, all right. 40, 40, yes. 40 plus and a mom. That's that's even with better. a kid in college, like yeah. me. I too am over you 40 with a kid in college. in college. Who is on the honor society? This oh. mom been doing it. Oh, come. This that's mom awesome. been doing it. Congratulations. I love it. I love Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. you, Heather. We appreciate it. All right, you. girls. All right. Thanks, Heather. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our run it back. I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our interview with Heather the Heat Hardy. She's chasing greatness. Jay, I can't wait to see her back in the ring. What a lovely lady. She's a lovely lady. I'm excited. I mean, she really is in a position to disrupt some things too. She's a factor 126, 130, 135. She's still there. She's still wanted. She's not overlooking her opponent, Tayana, but you know, she's ready. She's trying to get back in it. And I'm here for all the smoke. Oh yeah, I love it when she's like, I love getting up at 40 years old plus to go run four miles. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Shout out to the over 40 nation. We out here. We are out here. All right, so make sure you guys tune into all our episodes on the Best Women's Boxing Show, period, YouTube. Our, our TikTok is on fire. Support all of our channels. Yeah, Giander is taking care of the TikTok because I still don't know what to do. Um, and <laughs> I still don't know. And um, tell us what you think about all the topics that we've talked about on Run It Back because they are, you know, it's in Twitterverse and people are talking mad, mad shit. So we'd love to hear it. All right, guys, I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Tuning in to another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. See you guys at the fight. Bye, guys.